Blog Talk Radio.
www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment Don't just sit there yelling at the air You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves We've got room for you at the Pajama Party And remember, it's PJs only No clothes allowed Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One who's Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And uh, Mr. Lowe. This is it. This is it. Come okay. on, let me. <laughs> All right, if you want to join the conversation tonight, give us a call at 914-803-4306. You all right, Papa? I had to change brown liquors for a minute. Okay. Hey. That one I was doing was taking me out. It tastes like... Uh, Kitty urine. Okay, we back to that again. Get rid of that. Okay, well, let's get into the hot topics. Tonight, let's see. My first hot topic is talking about this GM plant, and this is out of Toledo, Ohio. They said it took 14 months for the noose to show up. 14 months where Marcus Boyd says that he's endured racist comments, slights, and even threats in a hostile workplace run by General Motors. A workplace where people have declared bathrooms were for whites only, where black supervisors were denounced as boy and ignored by their subordinates, and some black employees were called monkey and told to go back to Africa. And this is in 2018-2019 at General Motors. Come on, y'all. They said a workplace where black employees were warned a white colleague's daddy was in the Ku Klux Klan and uh, white workers wore shirts with Nazi symbols under their coveralls. Now, this just happened up in Ohio, Toledo, 2018, and it has continued. All these allegations were detailed in a lawsuit filed against GM in which eight workers say that managers at the Toledo powertrain plant did little or nothing to stop all the racism. And for one particular employee, this guy Boyd, he said it started on the first day. He would get people giving him the look, side-eye, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, that wasn't so much a big deal. But when you start hanging nooses in the workplace and writing whites only in the bathroom, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, they're saying that it wasn't so much that it was a hurtful thing. They were saying this is like risking their lives because these people are indirectly threatening their lives. So... Basically, you know, the managers at GM were saying, oh, y'all are making too much of it. No. I'm like, yeah, because nobody's threatening you. They were saying that, um, basically telling the black managers they need to handle it. How do you handle something like that? Wow. That's coming from a culture from management and the way that they run their company. You hire a black manager who has white subordinates who have a problem with his blackness, and you tell him to handle it? Wow. This is silly. So, anyway, it goes on to say that they're filing a lawsuit, and, you know, we'll just see what happens. We will see what happens. But I did read something curious that I didn't know. Maybe you all have heard this before, but uh, Boyd said that 
there was a coded language that the, some of these white employees were using uh, and referring to them as Dan, even though that's not their first name, just right. referred to them as Dan. And finally, he found out Dan is an acronym for dumb ass nigga. Wow. So they're calling people Dan, thinking, oh, nobody knows. Hey, you know, Dan, like hey, what's up, Dan? Thing. Yeah, Dan. Ah, calling me Dan. My Dan. name is Robert. Or, yeah, no, you know you Dan. Know, my name is John. Ah, you know me Dan. Dan. That's how they were rolling up there. Wow. So, uh, you know, they, you know, any any white women or white people who associate with them, they call them N-word lovers and all this kind of stuff, you know. It's just it's so ridiculous that I feel like we're just rolling the, the calendar back into the 1960s and the 50s where this was so prevalent. So I, I don't know what to say, but I think I'm going to have to put this GM plant in Toledo, the powertrain plant on the Kisset list. They need to get it together. Wow. You know, GM is acting like, oh, you know, well, we don't tolerate this and that, but you're not really handling it. You're leaving it up to your black managers that are being harassed. Yeah, it's a win-win for him because if the black manager can't fix it, then they say, oh, yeah, these these niggas can't do anything anyway. You know what I mean? They can't fix nothing. Then you come and step on in and acting like, you know, you're saving a day or something. Yeah. I mean, I I just feel like, you know, how much longer are we going to have to tolerate this, we as a people? Going to have to tolerate this kind of mess. 2019, something's got to give. you got to... uh, You know, if you're that jealous that this black man got a management position, then why don't you go and get the level of education and the experience and whatever the qualifications are so that you can qualify. But don't just sit back with your snuff-chewing, overall-wearing, non-educated, smack-talking, racist self talking about this black man because he got a position that you feel should have gone to a white man. Yeah, that's a that's a bit much. Uh, the, the level that they're taking it to, I think, is... Uh, uh, I, I'm just, you know... It's a, over, it's a little over the top, so to say. You know, that's, that's a bit... So I'm putting the Toledo General Motors powertrain plant on the Kisset list. What do you think about that one, Papa Didi? It's only going on because we we tolerated. I mean, if they wanted some type of you know um, race war, you know, what I mean, I think black folks could could give it to them, you know, easy, real easy. Yeah. And I think that they just do that because they think that you know they know blacks always turn the other cheek. They know blacks are used to the premise of nonviolence, to Martin the King and all that. But I've never seen. White folks come and attack white black folks one on one. They always bring a group with them. Always mm-hmm. got to have allies when they do something. There's always got to be five or six of them flexing at the same time. If you get five or six brothers up against them, you know, and everybody come with with they with their gear. Yeah. You know, they they know this. You got to have fifty pots because that's why they, they, they always got to bring swastikas and all this. All this superficial stuff that has nothing to do with, you know. But they wouldn't go out there and mess with no real, real gang, no real black gang. You <laughs> no, know? they don't want any of that. You know what I'm saying? They just, everything has got to do with the job and hide behind the job. They'll flex on the job, but then hide behind the job if it break loose. And you can always set up who's doing it. You know, it's they're so easy to capture, but people just turn them in just so they can keep the peace. And kind of work and make a living, but they know deep down inside if them boys really wanted to flex, 
It would be no problem. Because, you know, they ain't never punk asses. Yeah. I mean, it's a sad situation, but, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on, see what happens with the lawsuits. You know, I'm all for American companies, but if this is how they're going to act, shut them down. That's crazy. All right, what else we got going? Well, let's see what we got. Uh, you know, we got uh, another another hot topic. Um, look, Chicago officers they found uh now guilty in the in the cover up of Laquan McDonald. I don't know if y'all are too familiar with that, but basically, um, oh, the judge pretty much acquitted three of the Chicago police officers of trying to cover up the 2014 shooting of the black teenager. Laquan McDonald, and it was uh pretty much to protect the other officer who actually pulled the trigger, you know. So you know how that goes, you know. Uh, you know, blue on blue, you gotta you know you gotta protect your own. Uh, you know, even cops. Uh, some people say that they're their own gang, you know what I'm saying? So it's uh you know as they say, gang gang, mm-hmm. gang gang. You gotta protect your own, you know, and um. Judge uh, Dominica Stevenson said uh, that after considering all the evidence, uh, she even included the police dash cam video of the killing. Uh, she said, ah. well, she didn't find that the officer Thomas Gaffney, Joseph Walsh, and David March, they, they, oh, they didn't conspire in, in, in covering up the shooting. You know, uh, the prosecution's case centered on crucial discrepancies between what was on the dash cam video and what the officers wrote in their reports, uh, contended that the report's remarkable uniformity was evidence that officers were trying to protect Van Dyke from criminal prosecution, but the judge said, nah, they rejected it. They rejected it. They said, this prosecution case, I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And the police officers uh, in the courtroom, <laughs> they actually uh, clapped a little bit when uh, Judge Stevenson was done delivering a verdict of not guilty to the three officers. And, uh, I bet they did. You know, prosecutors alleged that uh, three officers lied in their reports, you know, to try to protect Officer J- Jason Van Dyke. Uh, he finds, he, look. Yeah, Van Dyke got some time, right? Well, did you hear that today, Papa? You know. Yeah, uh, but it was only like seven years. Yeah, and, and the thing is, though, he fired 16 shots. That means... We call that unloading the clip. He unloaded the clip. Mm-hmm. Sixteen shots that hit and struck Laquan McDonald. Now, this is a teenager, by the way, but, you know, he fired all 16 shots that struck McDonald. And, uh, you know, Van Dyke was convicted in October of second-degree murder and 16 counts of aggravated battery, which was one for each shot that he struck. But now he's due to be sentenced by a different judge on Friday, so we'll see how that all goes down and everything like that. But it is a difference in, in protecting yourself or having a, a self-defense, uh, you know, so to speak, and everything like that. But when you're firing 16 shots at somebody, I think you normally, I think, I think you normally should know. You know, uh, after, after after a couple, I think he he done enough. Yeah, I mean, I how, how enough. big does a person need to be? Uh, you know, uh, why why does your clip have to be empty before you're done squeezing? And what did Laquan McDonald do? As a teenager, what what what? 
you what know, was he doing that warranted this officer shooting him like that? Whatever, what, what, I mean, unless this guy turned into an incredible hawk and you said, you know what, we can't get this guy down, and you just throw, shot after shot, and he just keeps charging, just keeps coming like a Brahma bull. Yeah. 16 shots? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's definitely. I don't know too many people that, that, that need 16 to get him down. And it's one thing if you're saying, okay, uh, I fired 16 shots, but only only four or five got him. Four or five hit him. All 16 got him. Jeez. Come in and close the door. Yeah. This is ridiculous. You gotta shoot somebody 16 times. What 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 kind of what kind of what kind of creep are you? A sweet 16. What was, what was on your mind? And this kid was only 17. He's 17 years old. Huh? Up there in Chicago. Huh. I don't know. I still don't know what he did. We have to look it up. Well, we'll, we'll dig more deeper into that. But just basically, it was more of a, it was more of a cover up of the actual shooting because no matter what he did, I don't think that a, a professional cop team and everything like that, uh, where you have four cops and and they they're covering up for a shooting and basically trying to find the, the actual shooter not guilty. It took 16 shots in a 17-year-old. Check that out. Mm-hmm. So you're 17. Well, every 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 shot after your first birthday. What is that about? Yeah, just about. You know, so you know that. Yeah, over there in Cook County. Oh, they. Seems like a lot of mess happens in Cook County in Chicago. They, you know, Chicago. They always and they always like that's always the. It's always they go to, oh, yeah, Chicago. I mean, it's not the city. It's just certain counties and certain police. But they don't care. They link, they link it all together. They just say, oh, Chicago? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a war zone. That's not always the case. There's, there's, there's decent and good parts of Chicago. And a lot of times, even the bad parts of Chicago, they, you know, there's reasons for it. But uh, that's not how to solve it. Exactly. You, don't, you don't drop 16 to somebody and say, oh, yeah, and then and try to color up and say, oh, you know. Uh, it was justified. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, you, nobody, nobody, you know, who, who was this guy? Huh? Well, it sounds like one of those wild, wild west people. Just like to go and get gun happy. That's crazy. You know, but yeah, that was just a quick little hot topic. Just a, we'll dig more deep into that, and we'll get back to you as far as uh, a little more deep into the story. But yeah, uh, right now, yeah, the officers, they, you know, they're trying to they're trying to cover it up. You know, they basically the officer that shot Laquan McDonald. You know, they're trying to get him acquitted, and they're trying to you know act like oh you know oh yeah it was just you know, just cop stuff right just, you know, right. another another day in the hood right. Yeah. But your office of the law. Crazy. Come on, man. Get it, let's get it together. All right. Uh, let's see. What you got, Pop? All right. The question is, did Trump tell Michael Cohen to lie about the Trump Tower in Moscow? Now, you know, this, this here is like some of the news is reported every day, and they make a big stink out of it, but nobody really touches Trump. Nobody goes near him. Nobody questions him. He does what he wants to do. You know, he's got the government shut down. He has a man don't care about nothing, getting over on everything. You know, it's just like he's the leader of the whole whole situation. And uh, you know, yeah. 
But anyway. So they were questioning whether or not Trump told Cohen to lie? Yeah, Trump told his uh, longtime lawyer, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about his involvement in a deal to build the Trump Tower in Moscow. Mm-hmm. You know, now, first of all, if they wanted to figure out what he did, they got all kind of ways they can check records of phone calls and all kind of stuff, you know. I mean, they, they don't have to... They, they don't have to imagine it or, you know, he's uh, he, like anybody else. He needs to communicate somehow. So he could have communicated with them through phone records or what have you. But they just they just can't go near that guy. I don't understand how Trump's able to. Because I told you, that's they, Teflon Don. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the president also told Cohen that uh, he was on board with a plan to meet with the uh, Russian President uh, Putin during the 2016 campaign in order to secure a deal according to the BuzzFeed uh, make it happen, Trump reportedly said. But uh, Cohen is allegedly now like just opened up all the can of worms over Trump, although I don't know how, much, how deep he's going to get into that because, you know, Trump must not have his ass killed or whatever. You know? <laughs> so the news organization spoke with uh Two um, unnamed federal law enforcement officials involved in the investigation who noted uh, special counsel Rob Mueller learned of the deception through interviews with people of the Trump organization and uh, internal calls, emails, text messages, and all that jazz, like I just said. So you can find out what night he was talking to Russians. Cohen confirmed the uh, interviews and things like that to the special counsel office. So the Huffington Post has reached out to the White House for comment. In a statement to USA Today, Cohen's attorney, whose name is Lanny Davis, said his client would decline any questions relating to the story out of respect for Mr. Mueller and his office special counsel investigation. But Representative Castro, Democrat from Texas, member of the House Intelligence Committee, said that if the story is true, President Trump must resign or be impeached. So the congressman later retweeted a post from the USC law professor, uh, Oral Kim, uh, who pointed at anyone who uh, tells anyone to lie to Congress has also broken the law. So Castro was the brother of Julian Castro, who recently announced he's running for president. So anyway, like the whole thing in a nutshell is that uh, Trump will just keep on lying his ass off and uh, never mm-hmm. confess anything. So it don't matter what they come up with or what they find. Trump will pay his way out of anything and do what he want to do, and he's trying to get that that money for that so-called. He's not trying to get that money for that so-called. Um, that, that what do you call it? The, the, wall. the wall. He he probably owes Russia some money. He's trying to pay him back, same way Denzel owed them Russians money <laughs> in. Uh, they call him and they call him at the stoplight. Call him at the stoplight uh-huh. and blew him to pieces. So yeah. ain't no telling what's going no, on. No, will. Anyway. Well, there is a late-breaking story. This just happened uh, right before we went on the air. Now, uh, Special Counsel Mueller's office is disputing the report from BuzzFeed. They're saying that uh, they're disputing the story. is saying it's not accurate, but they're not specifying what exactly is not accurate. They're just saying we're disputing the accuracy of the story. So BuzzFeed is still standing by their story and their sources saying, y'all haven't said what you're disputing. We stand by what we reported. Yeah. So who knows where the truth really is. Mueller don't, he don't, like, he don't want to show his whole hand. It's, it's one of those where he's sitting on 
he's sitting on a full house, but you know, a lot of times, you know, in, in poker, you gotta, you kind of, you know, string them along a little bit to to and let them kind of show themselves and all that. And he's just yeah. with the whammy at the at the end, so. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, who they've been trying to discredit. Yeah, they they trying to all this stuff about fake news and all this other kind of stuff. Moore's trying to, he's trying to hold tight and hold back and make sure he gives out only specific, undebated, you mm-hmm. know, ir irreversible factual. Yeah, irrefutable. Irrefutable. Whereas, like you, you know what, you cannot deny, you know, what this truth is, and you know, uh, so it. They, you know, I, I think that they, they, you know, they could be doing that just as a, just to kind of make sure that, you know, nothing gets out there too, too hectic and they start running wild with certain theories and everything like that. So when they pull out their stuff, it doesn't look like they're just spreading propaganda, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, I guess time will tell who's telling the truth. Oh, yeah. We shall see, but. That's it for the hot topics. So we're going to take a quick uh, break and come back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You can give us a call tonight on 914-803-4306 if you want to jump in the conversation and voice your opinion on these or other stories. We need to go get some more ice and we'll be right back. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up, and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company? Or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen, or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, everybody. And sitting in Vakilla tonight, we have uh, Mr. Lowe. I am him. Mr. Lowe is coming to you live, baby. Ain't no surprise. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Love. Uh, let's see. It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines, and I'm going to kick it off first with this. Virginia referee has been banned after inspecting a 10-year-old basketball player's braids. You know, didn't we just have this situation like this where the young man had to cut off his locks? So this referee has been banned from officiating children's basketball games in a Virginia city after he singled out a girl who was wearing a common African-American hairstyle. The 10-year-old had on braids with blue weave during um, a basketball game. This was in Chesapeake, Virginia, on Saturday. Uh, Erica Guerriere, who coaches her daughter's team, said the ref pointed to her girl's hair and said mistakenly that hair weaves are against the rules. Guerriere says the referee made an unnecessary spectacle of her daughter, and this is the woman speaking, said at the end of the day, they're 9 and 10, so what does it even matter? 
Now, the Virginia High School League Executive Director, Billy Hahn, said that the referee should not have raised his concern publicly. The Hampton Roads Basketball Association Commissioner, Rick Ennis, says that the incident is under investigation and the referee will not be working any future games in Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, the mother, Gruyere, says that she wants an apology for her daughter. She says she's frustrated by incidents relating to athletics and African-Americans' hair. Just weeks earlier, a white referee forced a 16-year-old wrestler in New Jersey to either have his dreadlocks cut or forfeit a match. I'm hoping that if the refs can get more education and training that we can see a decrease in these types of issues. The mom says that her daughter just loves basketball, and that's her passion, and she just wants to be able to play basketball. I don't even know what to say. Like, why does this keep happening? And the referee that had the little boy's hair cut was a fat-ass referee with a receding hairline. So what the hell? I don't know. What the hell does he have to do with... Hair jealous? You think he was hair jealous? No, it's just, you know, their their imagery of us is just like, yeah. How they see us is just unbelievable. It's like, and they're the ones that, yeah. that, that look crazy in most cases. Yeah, a lot of times they attach, they attach certain looks to a certain lifestyle, you know what I mean? And, uh, see, what I'd like to know is for you to say, for this ref to say, uh, hair weaves are against the rules, against the rules of the, of the team or the game, whatever. Show it to me. Yeah, yeah. When did these rules get updated to say, oh, hair weaves are against the rules? Well, you know, they make it up as they go along. This stuff See, is, and that's the problem. Know, this stuff isn't real, but a lot of times you uh, you, you, you make the rules and, and define them later, you know. Uh, and, and therein lies the problem. Yeah. But So anyway, I'm putting that ref on the kiss it list. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. But all right, we're going to hit them and quit them. What you got over there, Papa? Uh, it's some good news, some something softer. Oh, okay. Uh, Louisiana uh, International, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky, which is a major city in Kentucky. Louisville International Airport to be renamed for Muhammad Ali. Oh, right. Legendary sports figure Muhammad Ali is being honored there you go. by his Kentucky hometown on Wednesday. Officials announced that uh, Louisville International Airport will be renamed for the late boxer and humanitarian. The new name will be Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Wow, that's All right. great. Although the current uh, three-letter code is uh, SD. F will stay the same, according to the uh, Carol Carrier Journal, which is a newspaper. Uh, they should the code should be BLK. Anyway, BLK for yeah, black. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Louisville Mayor uh, Greg Fisher said the name change reflects the city's pride in a local in a local son who uh, was left left a legacy of. Um, athleticism and humanitarianism that has uh, literally inspired billions of people. Although the airport has already, plan has already planned to spend $100,000 to promote the new name, it's not totally set in stone. 
the change first needs to be approved by the uh, federal federal administration, federal aviation administration, according to local station uh, WB WDBR TV. WDBR TV reported that uh, a related deal also needs to be finalized with with the uh, Ali family, also. Mm. But his uh, boxer's widow, Lonnie Ali, seemed to be on board. Very Ali cool. died in 2016 after a long battle with Parkinson's syndrome. He was 74 years old. Not only was he the first boxer to win the uh, World, Heavyweight Champ- World Heavyweight Championship three times, but Time Magazine once described him as the best-known person on the planet. Hmm. I believe that. So there you go. Okay. Little good news. It's well, well, yeah, well deserved. Well deserved. How do you all get with anything they do for the greatest? You know, yeah. yeah, he's the greatest. He's well deserved. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got a quick one. Uh, I ain't going to go too deep into it, but basically uh, this shutdown, man, is affecting uh, this uh, the Trump shutdown. It's like a little more than, than 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 most, and everything like that. And even when it comes to your bu- uh, your bu- bureau, you know, as far as uh, in D.C., they say the government shutdown can almost destroy their entire business. It's uh, already uh, putting it to work. You know, um, the D.C.-based uh, brewery Atlas Brew Works, they actually filed a lot lawsuit. You know, against the feds. They they they're filing. Wow. They're, they're, they're filing a lawsuit against the federal government this week. And, I mean, they're arguing that, you know, a failure to approve the certain labels that they need on a case of craft beer, it equates to an attack on its right to free speech. Yeah. You know, so uh, this is reported. And um, it says they're sitting on about 40 barrels worth of perishable apricot-infused India pale ale called the Precious One. Good. The Precious One. That is, uh, that you know, they're trying to sell across state lines. Uh, and the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, uh, which is a part of the Treasury, they're stopped, they they stopped approving beer labels during the, the the partial government shutdown that is now at a record high, 27 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28 now. Yeah, 27 days. I mean, this is this is a little bit. So okay, go bit. ahead, because I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much. Um, uh, Atlas, which is the uh, Atlas Brew Works, the company, they estimate that by letting the precious one go bad, they could probably lose about fifteen thousand. You know, over over playing a hundred barrel run, and could ultimately they might lose its whole business due to the domino effect that it has on the rest of production. So, mm. you know, um, uh, this shutdown is not just about like I've I've seen when he says, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh, regular workers they approve of what I'm doing and all that." Nobody, look, no matter who you are, nobody, nobody wants to just work with no pay. You know, uh, I understand if it's for a good cause, and maybe maybe you can deal with it for a while. But when you don't even have somewhat of an end goal or somewhat of a, you know, what's going to happen, because now you're talking about your personal life. You're talking about your family's life. You're talking about your house. You're talking about your car. You're talking about your kids. After a while, something's got to give. Absolutely. Something's got to give. And, and, you know, I know Trump likes to talk in in, in emotions where, you know, he acts like, yeah, people have told me this and people have told me that. People ain't told you nothing. Yeah. 
These people are people in that are telling him that are his yes people who they, tell him well, what he wants to hear. And these guys, oh, these guys, uh, whoever's telling them what they want to hear, these guys just got their paycheck. These guys got a paycheck. Their rent is paid. Their socks are clean. Their car is gassed up. Hmm. Well. Their hair is cut. Their buttons are bloused. Okay. Come in and close the door. I mean, these are the kind of things. And he comes in and says, oh, yeah, no. They approve of what I'm doing. Uh, uh, the American people, uh, I thought you said you wanted to you wanted to talk to the forgotten men. We're not here forgetting all of them. All right now. So let me ask you a question about these beer labels. So they're saying that it's the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms Branch, which is part of Treasury. They're the ones responsible for reviewing and approving or something with these labels. But because of the shutdown, they can't get their products labeled which means they can't sell them across state lines or or anywhere. Right, right. So they're trying to get um, their businesses to approve, uh, to get the labels approved, you know, and everything like that, uh, out of state, you know, uh, out of state distributors and everything like that. And um, they're arguing, they're arguing that it uh, communicates with the, you know, like like pretty much um, by deeming the non-inspected labels uh, are illegal. Uh, well, pretty much, basically, what they're trying to say is that. The government is preventing uh, their exercise of their own First Amendment rights, mm-hmm. and the uh, so they, they can't the, do business. They if can't. They don't do, have these labels. Yeah, because they're saying that certain labels is a is a is a First Amendment right. You know, so uh, by not by not allowing them to sell their labels uh, is a, a violation of their First Amendment right. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, when you when you look at this entirety. And the totality of the situation, pretty much, um, they're losing big time money because through this yeah. shutdown, they can't, they can't get the necessary approval to actually sell their product. And now they're sitting on, I mean, you know, you know, you, you, you know, when you get working, you got to put work out, you know, and nobody just likes to sit on work. So you those barrels are going to sit there and spoil. You know, I mean, where they can get them labeled and. Or, or if they don't spoil, uh, it, it, it's going to take too long for them to be able to put them out there to where they can make a profit because now everything comes in time, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe you could sell them next month, but but what happens when in the month that you lost, you know, and all the money that you put out to actually get that product, mm. you know, uh, you, you're sitting back and, you know. Uh, yeah, I tell everybody all the time, man, you you know, sometimes you never want to be that guy with the bowl of soup walking around asking somebody for a spoon, you know. After a while, that soup get cold. <laughs> you know, so Interesting that's, point that's, of view. That's how the game goes, you know. But well, speaking of, uh, speaking of the shutdown, uh, I don't know if you all heard Cardi B talking about uh, the shutdown. She had posted a video, and, and the Congress people were commenting on it. They played a clip of it on, uh, what was that? It was either on CBS This Morning or on The View. I think it was on The View. Played a clip of it. So if you haven't heard it, I got it here for you. Check out what Cardi said about the shutdown. Hey, y'all, I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks, okay? It's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summoning, Federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. 
Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure, and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problems. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job, but this shit is really fucking serious, bro. This shit is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now, all for a fucking wall. And we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action, bitch, because this is not what I do. But, bitch, I'm scared. This is crazy. And I really feel bad for these people that got to go to fucking work to not get motherfucking paid. Okay. You just heard it from Cardi B. And that's how she feels about the shutdown. Yeah, you know. Hey. I can't say I disagree with her. Real people with real reactions. I mean, hey. I mean, how can you how can you disagree with anything she said? Everything she said, uh, you know, was fact. Dead on. It was fact. She's like, how you gonna have people go to work it's without so, getting paid? But I you mean, gonna order people to go to work? It's the most. Co- I mean, it, 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 that, that's a fact. You know, this like, stuff is serious, and you know, you you can't take it as a joke. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, who is comfortable? I mean. Who is comfortable with somebody? And then on top of that, you got somebody who is sitting in a big house and everything like that, and they say, oh, no, yeah, uh, these guys need to go to work and everything like that. And, and But you're not getting paid. Like, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know who's comfortable with continuously going to work for free. I mean. Well, you know, that's, this, is, this, is, this, is, this sounds like a throwback to slavery. Like, it's slave mentality. You know, it's Go back not, out there. the only so difference is that you don't have the uh, the overseer out there with a whip. Yeah. And now I see, but now they're not whipping you with they they're not whipping you with uh, uh with yeah whip, with a lane. Whip. Mm. They're whipping you with with debt and 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 lost payments and and financial obligations that you can't meet. That, that's yeah. that's the whip. Oh, uh, somebody from. Uh, one of the uh, agency bureaucrats, I forgot which or, uh, agency, federal agency, was saying, well, maybe what federal employees should do is go get a loan. Go get a loan. I'm like, first of all, you have restricted people from earning their money, earning their living, and now you suggest that they go out go and try to get a loan and get into more debt? More debt. When we don't know when the government's going to reopen, so how are you going to pay back this debt? What you gonna use as collateral? Your kids? I mean, what are they? This, John, John said this. This, stuff is, this, crazy. Is, this is going for years. All we need, all we need is a wall. That's all we need is a wall. I'd like to put him behind a wall. But anyway, that's the hit it and quit it headlines tonight. If anybody wants to jump in, give us a call nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Press one if you dare. Uh, let's see. We're gonna take a. Quick break and coming back with Papa Didi and What's Poppin' on the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, 
Wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in the car and smoke weed and come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for weed etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Pop, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Settle down. Students, okay, share share with the teacher. Share with the teacher. Students, share with the teacher. Welcome back to a John Paul Everyone who's Papa D. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, everyone. And uh, Mr. Lowe. How you here? How y'all doing tonight? Pleasure to be here. All right. Papa Didi, going to give you the mic. It's time for What's Poppin'. So, uh, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? Well, I'll tell you what. Red Wine don't like when I eat when I talk, but um, that's just who I am. Anyway, everybody's talking about the shutdown. Let me say this here. You know, it's not... You no, know, I tell you, a lot of people don't realize that um, everybody breathes off everybody else in this world. And I think that's one thing that people aren't realizing. Uh, but see, Trump, you think he's slick because he's making everybody think, oh, it's a Democrat, it's a Democrat. And then his dumbass followers who are following him to the letter... Uh, Go along and agree with, especially that chick that's uh, his uh, press secretary. What's her name? I'm on Sarah Huckabee. She's off the chain. I, feel, Yo, for, I, I actually feel sorry I for feel her. for her. Yeah. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. You know, uh, because there's no way. It was entertaining when Sean Spicer was the guy. Yeah. But you can't, for her, you know, there's no way you can ride somebody's Johnson that much. <laughs> you know, everything he says, you know, she agrees with. Everything, everything he does, she got a reason for it. There's no way, no way. Yeah. And then as soon as you get home, you want to sit in your living room and discipline your damn children. Oh, God. What's that about? Can't do it. How you going to tell your children not to stick their finger in, in, in the fucking oven and you're listening to your boss talk a bunch of bullshit all day? Uh. How, how's that? I mean, hell, if you're going to de- defy his lies and deceit and all kind of crap, once you just let your, fit, your kids just go ahead and burn their damn fingers on the stove. I mean, what's the difference? What is the difference? You know, I mean, I mean, the shit we would do for money is crazy. You know, like OJ said, money, money, money. See, this is beyond that, though. I, this is beyond that. Like, it, it's one thing to have a job and you say, okay, I'm doing this for the money, and you're kind of selling yourself out. 
this is this is something different. The but, way these guys defend Trump is almost like a his cult like mentality that that he's the king. Well, and, yeah, because they're they're following their leader, and Trump is acting like he's not leading the whole cult mentality thing, but he is leading it, and he yeah. knows he's the leader of it. It's my mentality. He couldn't denounce it when it was going on in Charlottesville. He couldn't speak on it because he knew that David Duke and all him put all them people put him in office, and he's trying to act like. And I'm not trying to be some typical spectator, but speaking from an audience that uh, has no voice. No hell, we all everybody got their opinion. You know, I believe that uh, if I was a slave, I've been a dead slave. So I say what I want. I don't give a fuck really at all. You know, I'm not saying that to be cynical to be strong with it. I'm just saying that you got to understand after a while, this whole shutdown thing, it's going to affect the people that you least expect. Them people that got them little businesses that's yeah. right outside them government buildings. Yeah. That man's trying to sell them hot dogs. Uh-huh. They got that truck that he's got his little sauerkraut and, and onions and uh-huh. things like that. He's trying to sell potato chips, sodas. Yeah. Everything he's doing to make a little living, he makes yeah. a little $150 a day. That's right. To take back to his family, the board have made like $35, $40 a day uh, over the past few days. He ain't taking back the dough at all. So well, he's pissed off. Yeah. Everybody's pissed off. Like you said, the people that's doing the brewery stuff and all that. It Trump is, knows yeah. that he can only hold that panic button for so long. Yeah. He's trying to let the Democrat give in to what he wants. But he knows. He knows that he... Because he, he don't have he, power. If he takes this shut down for more than 60 days, oh, they gonna be it's going to be net. crazy. They're gonna be it's going to be absolutely net. crazy. It's going to be such a... Because you're, you're unifying the country, really, is what you're doing. Yeah. Against you. Know, you. Yeah. Because after a while, poor white trash going to realize just how how, yeah, how poor work. they are. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, Everything trickles down. It, it all trickles Black down. Black folks starting to unify with the church and mm-hmm. restaurants are giving out stuff for free and people are contributing stuff and things like that. But those people that are isolating themselves think they're better than people and relying on Trump to save their life, they're going to need a net after a while. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's not so much the government workers, man. It's the people that rely on the government workers. Yeah. That's going to be the ones that's going to be feeling the sting, mm-hmm. you know? Because, hell, that government money, man, is good money that everybody gets a piece of. Even though Oprah may be a billionaire, hell, $5 million fall through the cracks every year. That she don't know jack about. Her little assistant, shit, her little assistant living large. Oh, we had to just spend this on that. Shit, if Oprah went to her assistant's apartment, she would lose her fucking mind saying, damn, bitch, you living gooder than the motherfucker. What's going on? That's all the money of Oprah's that fell through the cracks. If you're a billionaire... You got at least $5 million to fall through the cracks every year. Mm-hmm. Your assistants, all your little different yeah, people yeah, work for you, they, they, yeah, they chipping yeah. off that shit with a chisel. Yeah. They chiseling your money like crazy. That's why, stupid. They, they, that's they, why our girl Ellen DeGeneres, she gives away. Yeah. And she talks to the government. Today she gave away to her whole audience. Everybody got a gift card, a Visa gift card for $150, the whole audience. And she files that shit under charity. Yep. She's living large yeah, every year. Right you know off. what I'm saying? Tax write-off. Oh, yeah, that's my audience. They're all poor as hell. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that was a charity move. She didn't say that. No? But <laughs> and then she gives people stuff. She gives people stuff yeah. that she sees on the news that does this and does that. Yeah. She gave a heroic gesture, a charity heroic gesture to somebody in need. Uh-huh. Anybody that's a hero Johnson, for something. Little Bobby Johnson. So she, and believe me, every time she does something, there's somebody in the back keeping track of it. Oh, yeah. Keeping track of every drop of every penny oh, yeah. that she's giving away. And she works with Spotify and all those different companies. And, you know, Oprah is doing her thing. I mean, not Oprah. Uh, Ellen. Ellen. Ellen's doing her thing. Doing her thing. Yeah, she's she, new commercials. And, but anyway, uh, I just want to say to all the government workers out there, anything you can do, you got your little ID card, show that damn thing everywhere. Go get you some free dinner. Go to the food banks, get you a bag of food. Get whatever you can get for the benefits that you have. Don't play that shit like you're doing so well, like you're doing, like you're doing, like you're so rich, like you got it going on like that. Don't worry about that. Get what you can get. You know, it's better to have something in a, in a perfect paper bag you can bring home, whether it be a little bit of lunch meat or whatever it is they're giving out. Get it just so you have it. Because you don't want to go outside, really. You want to try to make it your business. It's time to go outside. Like my daddy always say, every time you go out that door, it's going to cost you a dollar. <laughs> so, but that was years ago. Now, yeah, so nah, every time nah, you go out that door, it costs you $10. I say maybe even $20. $20. Hey. That's right. Maybe even $20. Stay in the house. So stay in the house. Stay in the house and enjoy the blessings that you have. Put you a few things in the pot and make you some chili or something. And make you some rice. You know what I mean? Pull out some beers. Or a little whiskey. Your no. whiskey you got buried in your little little chest. You know, drink you some whiskey and some wine. Start drinking up your stuff and eating up your stuff you got in the crib. You know? Stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop fronting the game. Don't even go to the restaurant. Don't even front the game. Don't front it. Shoot, I was just talking to somebody today. They said, uh, they said, man, look, I don't got no shame in my game when I go to the restaurant. I know I got enough for the food, but I ain't got enough for the drinks. Cause them shit is too, 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 too damn expensive. So they mm-hmm. say, look, I just bring my little stuff on the side, and and I, I bring my liquor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. B- BYOL. Yeah, get the little bring nips. your own liquor. You know what I'm saying? You get know, those little uh, nips and put them in your sock. Yeah. Put them in your sock, <laughs> and yeah. tell your server to bring you. Tall glass of ice. That's it. And some coke and get with the no good ice. ice. Get the good ice. Good ice. The clean <laughs> ice. Okay, is that well? That's it for us. Well, we're we're just going. We're carrying yeah. on. Yeah. I said okay, so that's that's uh. our segment for us. Thank you, Papa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this, is this, is this the golden clothes and the music came on or something? Yeah, the music came on. Yes, we ain't doing. Sponsors are saying we have to go to a break right now. So we're gonna to go to a break and come back with the weird news. Pretty good, the red wine, yeah, red, red wine is running shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Nobody gotta do it. Let us right All right. And we'll be uh, right back with the weird news right on the pajama party show. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, That's every Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, 
meth, ATV, meth, 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 horse trailer. Come on. We ain't riding no horse. Yeah, it's not a meth. We're not in the Ozarks. We ain't got no horses. We ain't got no ATVs. Huh? Well, they arrested 55-year-old James Kivette for outstanding warrants. Yeah, charges are pending for the items recovered from the house. And they're also uh, looking at filing charges regarding the dead bald eagle. Because, as I said, it is illegal to kill. Call him by his name. His name is Jeff. His name is... See, there the you bald go. eagle. They called his oh, name. I knew, oh, my yeah, God. his name was Jeff. Okay. Why would they keep an eagle? Like Who knows? Well, that's the thing. They, they Why do does anybody things. have an eagle? They keep their pet eagles. Things like that. In the freezer? Okay. Well, because he was a Saints fan and, and, and oh, when, when, see, when the Eagles lost, he killed him. Well, things happen. You know, diehard fans do diehard things. Yeah, that's true. I think you know, meth makes you do stupid things. Well, you know, and he was on meth. See, he's talking about a meth guy in a trailer park that had a bald eagle that was an eagle's fan, and they lost, and he put him in a freezer. Okay. All right, next what story is uh, <laughs> Silicon Valley landlord rents a $1,500 studio to two cats. No, you mean that? Cat? Uh, I don't know. Cool I got cats, right? Or? San Jose, California, the Associated Press released this. Two cats are living large at a $1,500 a month studio apartment. Their owner rented for them in Silicon Valley where a housing housing shortage has sent rent skyrocketing. Okay. The Montgomery News reported the 20-pound cats named Tina and Louise moved to the studio in San Jose after their owner moved away to college. The student's father, Troy Good, was unable to keep them and asked friend David Callis to rent him the studio with no kitchen so he can keep his daughter's beloved cat. Oh, it's his daughter's cat. Yeah. The newspaper reported Good and his cat's Got a decent deal because an average studio apartment in San Jose rents for nineteen hundred a month, according to Rent Cafe. But it's cats. Callis said that he feels bad wasting valuable living space on animals during a housing shortage, but he wanted to help a friend. Yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> white folks have lost their fucking mind. Fifteen hundred a month to keep two cats. And I believe wow. it. I believe it. I believe it. Wow. Some people got money to burn, and they just do stupid shit. And them cats is over there in that place by themselves, living large. Doing their thing. Wow. I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, that, that, literally that's two just... cats, fifteen hundred a month. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred a month. Because he didn't want to be bothering cats, so he just go in there and drop some cat food, some water, and change the litter box and get the fuck out of there. That's what he does. And he pays pays that man fifteen hundred a month. And this is in Simi Valley, which is white as hell anyway. White to middle. Yeah, Silicon Valley, they got money down there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, the last last story that I got to say before we get to something else uh, for weird news and everything like that, I just need you guys' uh, eyes and ears. I need you guys' eyes and ears, and I need you to focus. uh, uh, Let me paint a scenario to you uh, that can... 
It's not gonna. It, it, let me just paint a scenario and you walk with me. Sometimes, uh, sometimes on this path, you gotta have sandals. You know, because a lot of times, you know, uh, you need your feet to be open and you need to uh, open your mind. It's a combination. So, I'll tell you this. Just imagine, walk with me here. Yeah, it's just, uh, uh, the night is young. The night is young. You, uh, you know, you, you, you're doing your thing. Uh, you, 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 you go to sleep. Uh, you've already had your bedtime stories. You've already had your milk, your cookies. After dinner, mama made her fa- her favorite uh her favorite dish that you love. You said that's what I want, mom, and she made it. You ate it. And now it's uh through the night. The wind is blowing a little bit slightly. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh it's about 5 in the morning. And you hear something at the door. Something's at the door. Something's at the door. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's happening. What? What is that? Now some of these, some of these can't relate because some of these people are just hear the sound. But the others, they have things like cameras. They have other things like motion detectors. They have sprinklers. They have things that you can. That, 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 the things that we just don't have. And all of a sudden, you look, it's 5 a.m. And you say, what is that? What's going on? Is there an intruder? Is there a low-life thug waiting to take my household over? So what is it? Uh, and then you come to the fact that there's a, a man outside. A prowler. You say, well, what is he? Is he a, is he a, uh, what do they call it? Is he, a, is he a streaker? What kind of freak is this? Is he a pervert? Is that what he is? What is he? And then you look back, they have a camera system. This is a family in California. They have a system. They have a camera system, a whole motion. They got the whole works. Put it down. They got everything that's needed. And I say, well, 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 what happened? Were you terrified? Were you, did, did, did he break in the house? What did he do? Then they roll the cameras back. And they say, oh. This guy was licking the doorbell. What? He was licking the doorline. What kind of freak are you? Come on, for you, real. What kind of... You were licking the doorbell at 5 in the morning. You didn't have anything better to do than lick a doorbell on the outside of the house. Are you serious? You're licking the doorbell. What, what did you get out of that? Did they put strawberries on it? Did they have cookies and milk on the side for you? So you're saying that this man was licking the doorbell? He was licking the doorbell, and the security system caught him. The family saw strange movement mm-hmm. in the early morning, 5 a.m. What are you doing?
hours. Hours? How good did it taste? What kind of freak are you? Mm-mm-mm. They watched this. They watched this back on the video and everything like that. There was hours of this. This trespasser. Licking the door now. Licking it. Licking the door. Licking the door. Looking at, matter of fact, not the door, the doorbell. Oh, the doorbell? The doorbell, so it wasn't my fault. It wasn't the doorknob, it was the doorbell. So, what, what, did you like the tunes? Did you like the music? What kind of doorbell music did they have? What kind of doorbell music did they have? And you stuck your tongue out, and you tongue kissed the doorbell for three hours. You creep. That is insane. Woo! What, what 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 is that about? That's a that's a that's a different style of a lifestyle that you have, and we just don't understand it. There's something seriously wrong with this. I, I'm all about understanding, and I understand. Look, people go through things. People have fetishes. Licking the doorbell, I don't think, goes on the top list of popularity. Oh my gosh. And you know this this tongue wagging trespasser. That's what we call him. Mm. You're a tongue wagging trespasser. Mm. You creep. <laughs> it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. So you you I, okay. So you 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 got tired of of tongue wagging. So then you took a break. And the police also caught you on video urinating in front of the lawn. So oh my gosh. So so you. You you tongue wag the doorbell. Then you then you then you then you wag the bottom piece of your situation. Woo! You're urinating in front of the line. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, we got the suspect. We I don't want to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. Oh, I'm gonna put him on the kissing list. I was okay. What his name was Roberto? Come on, Roberto. 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 Daniel Arroyo. Get it together. What kind of? What were you on? Thirty-three years old. And he's a young guy. Ah, uh, thirty-three years old. I mean, you know, mm. things happen. Well, they say he can face a misdemeanor. You know, they call it uh, petty theft and prowling. You prowler! Mm, freaky prowler. What kind of... You didn't even want to steal anything. You just wanted to lick a doorbell. Sick. Somebody ought to... Uh, Sick. Uh, lock that pervert up. Yeah, so well, he tried to lick something else. You know, uh... Mm. I, I'm not calling for anybody's incarceration. You know, I'm, I'm I am. fully against Lock that. Lock that but, freak up. But uh, that's a Lock him what up. You, what you call a freak? A perf. Mm. What you call that? All right. You know, uh, but the uh the uh the, the the family household and everything. Uh, they said there was there was no physical damage mm. to the home, but her family spent. The rest of the weekend, sanitizing their doorbells. <laughs> Somebody unlock that pervert up. See, that's what I 
him up. All right. But is that is that it for that one? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Well, we're gonna take a quick break so Mr. Lowe can calm it down. Ridiculous. Gonna come back with uh with me, and I'm just saying tonight I'm gonna talk about the domino effect. So uh. Let's see. We'll be uh, right back in just a moment. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306 and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party, so call us now. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? And welcome back to the pajama party. Oh, here you come. My bad. Yeah. Go ahead. I was about to do your job. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to the pajama party. One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Welcome to my darling. And, uh, and Mr. Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> We back, baby. And it's time for I'm Just Saying. And tonight, I'm going to talk about you cannot ignore the domino effect. I'm going to piggyback on something that Papa Didi said earlier about how all of this shutdown, one thing leads to another. Really? One thing leads to another. So with the government shutdown now on its 28th day, I wonder if Trump's administration is paying attention to the domino effect of this fiasco. There are so many businesses, big and small, that rely on the spending power of government contractors and employees. But because of the unsurety of when they'll get paid again, people are afraid to spend the money that they have. we got churches and organizations that have been organizing food banks to help out. But you know what? This is America. Why are we even going through this? I'm just saying, you can't ignore the domino effect. Some businesses are closing down or close to shutting down over this, but 45 just keeps saying he's not budging and he wants to blame it on the Democrats. But in reality, when people are not getting paid and some are forced to work without getting paid, it no longer matters whose fault it is. People just want all this stuff to be resolved, and I don't blame them. Even mass transit all over the city and all over the country, for that matter, is feeling the hit. What happens if they have to raise the prices to make up for the low ridership? Who's going to pay for that, Mr. 45? I'm just saying you cannot ignore the domino effect of all of this. All these things are connected to each other in some form or fashion. It's like the circle of life if you saw the Lion King Once the chain is broken or disturbed, everything else is off kilter. I've seen reports where people are selling their shoes, selling their clothes, their cars, just so they can keep gas and lights on in the house and feed their families. And again, I'm saying this is America. We should not be reduced to this. In the land of plenty, 
we should never have to be held hostage by a president having a temper tantrum. Look at all the damage that this is doing. I'm just saying, you can't ignore the domino effect. And now we have a government with workers that are applying for unemployment because they don't know when they can go back to work again. And some of these people are close to retirement age. Why do they have to go through this? They were trying to finish out their time, their service to the American public, and retire. Now they're out here trying to find jobs at Target, Walmart, grocery stores, anything they can do just so that they've got money coming in. Any kind of quick, hard jobs, you know? They're desperate. People, And you know when people get desperate, they start doing desperate things. That's right. But, you know, this is what we've been reduced to thanks to a silly government shutdown over an alleged wall across the southern border. So that that's all I'm saying. You know, you can't ignore the domino effect. And, um, you know, the administration really needs to look at the domino effect of this catastrophe. And if they really want to do something to help, you need to shut the da- shut down the shutdown. Yeah. That's what y'all need to do. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that's all I'm saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm saying shut down the shutdown. Facts make sense. I mean, it is what it is. Facts make sense. People starting to do crazy stuff. You know, things. Desperate times. Desperate times calls for desperate measures, and you know, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. You know, and. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, this is America. It's too much wealth and too much of everything, abundance, in this country for us to be now reduced to this kind of stuff. Yes, I mean, it's, it's all about, it's a pissing contest. It's yeah. all about, it's, it's all about, you know, uh, and, 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 and you know what's so crazy is that I can't even, I can't even really blame the Democrats and everything like that because Trump, Trump started this pissing contest. He's been pissing for a long time. And now the, the the now 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 the Democrats came in and then they finally said that you know uh, they're in control now. Look, you've been pissing for the last two years. Mm-hmm. You've been swinging, you've been swinging, swinging your thing around and all that, and acting like, oh, I got it, I'm in control of everything. But you ain't got nothing done. You ain't got nothing done. And, and now Democrats, now Democrats, they came into the stall right beside you. And you know, and it's like, come on, you know, uh, oh yeah, now, 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 now they got, now they, now they control, and and you want to, you know, act like it's a state of emergency or it's a crisis. Well, it's about or to be a real emergency if people oh, it's about are approaching missing paycheck number yeah. two. But that's the thing, you, you know, and, but these are the same guys that you that you uh, campaigned on. Mm-hmm. These are the guys you campaign on saying that, oh, no, I'm, you know, yeah, well, whatever. You, well, you, what happened to that lie he kept saying about how he's going to build this wall and Mexico's going to pay for it? Uh, and then it became, well, oh, they're well, going to reimburse us. No, then it no. became, oh, the American people are going to no, have to pay thing. for it. It's one thing if the, if the people that's supporting them are saying that, oh, yeah, no, we believe that they're going to reimburse us. No. Now the argument is that. Well, nobody really took him seriously. We didn't. Any any logical person said, you know that, uh, you yeah. know. He uh, said, oh, they, I they never really, in Mexico. I know. Right yeah, nobody that. really. But, but okay, so but 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 that was like the big chant. Who's gonna pay for it? Mexico. Uh-huh. Who? 
Mexico. That's true. And all that. So now you got that going on, and and, and these guys ain't paying for nothing. He said, yeah, now he wants us to believe it's a figment of our imagination. Oh, he said verbatim the president of Mexico said, I'm not paying for that fucking wall. (laughs) He sure did. He said that. So, you well, know, I'm mean, over the poppy living for the city. It's ridiculous. Because this stuff makes my blood boil. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What's going on in the city? Well, I tell you, you know, off the, off the, the shutdown and all that, let's talk a little football here for a minute this weekend. Uh-huh. It's going to be a good uh, good weekend football. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. It may be business as usual, but... Uh, Top four teams made it. Top four teams made it. I I was surprised about that. Yeah, they did. No 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 surprises. There was And I don't think there's gonna be no prize in the AFC. I just think that uh this guy. I just think that New England has a way of rope a dope people. They just they like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. You know, they'll punch drunk you, they'll they'll act like you, you know, they like they're they come in here in distress and they'll catch you with your pants down. Uh, and they'll freak you out and they'll do something crazy. Because Belichick is the, you cannot get Belichick this close to the to the Super Bowl and think he's gonna lose. Come on. No way. They've been to the championship eight times in a row. In a row. No matter their record. In a row. No matter their record. They could be nine and nine and seven, mm-hmm. ten and six, mm-hmm. eleven and five. The only way they got to do this, Eight first of all, I think that in what, a row. I personally think that what Andy Reid got to tell that team is that look here. First of all, the reason why you playing today and the reason why the Super Bowl is two weeks away <laughs> is because it should give you time to rest from today. You should end this game tired as hell. You should end this game sweating your ass off. That's you right. should win this game beat up. Yeah. So you got two weeks to recuperate. That's right. Don't go in there faking the funk no. like you want to keep it fantastic because it ain't. We, this, and all those fantastic got, throws that uh, uh, Mahone, Mahone be, uh, what's the name? Uh, the young boy? With the Oh, Patrick Mahone? Yeah, all those yeah. fantastic throws. Don't do that. Yeah. Make them more accurate. Make them sharper. Oh, make yeah. them real. Yeah. Don't do all that wild stuff through the air because New England will pull that shit out the sky. Oh my god. Because they they know what it takes to win. And but now the other game I'm talking about now is the Saints Woo! and the Rams. Yeah. That's gonna be the game. That's it. The game. That's it. If one of them cut loose now, judging by the way the Eagles had the Saints on the ropes. For the first couple quarters, I was rooting for you, know. Papa. I don't know. I was rooting for you. They had them on ropes. They had them. Oh. It was fourteen none, and, and the Saints wasn't. I was none. scared for them. All of a sudden, we missed a step. We slipped on a damn banana peel. That's it. And he took us damn over. Damn bananas. Then we did some stupid shit, and the ball went through my man Jeffrey's hands at the end. Man. And they got the interception, oh. and that killed it. I don't know if but you we saw were, the cameras. They had Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. They had him on the camera about five different times, just showing his facial expression when he, they just, you know, they they were trying to break him down, like, they on public. Yeah, but the score was only 14 and 20. Yeah. We could have won it with a, with a touchdown. So we could have won that game. But he no knew they, it, he, he Even knew though they came it. back and dominated us for a minute, they didn't get away. The end of the game was 14 to 20. Yeah. 
14 no, I think 20. It was like 20. No, I think it was like 24 to 14 or something like that. No, 14 to 20. Are you sure? Yeah, I can ask Alexa, but I won't right now. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. so anyway, the main game is the yeah, focus right. yeah, on right. really is, right. is, uh, is the Saints and the, and the Rams. Rams. Yeah. Because I think New England, you know, Kansas City got guys. good intentions, but. These guys, man. No, they, 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 they're marksmen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hey. Look, a smart man told me, never bet against Tom Brady and Belichick. Never. Never bet against. They've been to the AFC Championship eight years in a row. Yeah, but how many times did they win? Oh. Five. Okay, so that means they're not machines. They can't yeah, be. Yeah, but they won five times. But they, okay, but they lost three. Hey, that's all so, I'm saying. So you tell me, you tell me what smart money is, though. So. They got five Super Bowls. In the last, look, in the last, look, they got five Super Bowls. Oh, do they have five? They got five. Damn, they got five. Yeah, so they got five in the last. They got five. The one they just won. And this started like in the 2000s, though. They got like five. Well, they had started. a couple losses in there. The Giants beat them. They lost the Giants. Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis. Uh, they lost the Colts because uh, because Tom Brady is right now he's five and three. So no, in this, they lost to the Colts in the uh, AFC Championship. They both AFC. Yeah, they lost to the. Saints. They lost to the, no. They lost to the. They lost to the Giants. Giants. Saints. And they lost. No, no, they didn't lose to the Saints. Yeah, they went lost to the Saints. No, they, they didn't did. lose to the yeah, Saints. They did. The Colts lost to the Saints. They ain't losing the Saints. They ain't lost to the Saints. They lost to the Giants. Yeah, Colts lost to the Saints. They lost to the and, Giants uh, and they lost to uh Damn, who did they Eagles. lose to? Eagles. Did they lose to the Eagles? Yeah, that's not Brady. That's what they played in the, in the Super Bowl. No! They win. Yeah. yeah. I look at this. I remember that. Yeah. Camerney tried that little flute play like we did and Brady missed it. No, and he Brady never lost to the Eagles. He fell down on he his lost knees. last year. Yeah. Last oh, yeah, the Eagles, yeah. yeah. That was Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They lost to the Eagles. It sure wasn't Dallas. Who else would it be? Uh, yeah, they lost to the Eagles. It wasn't Dallas. <laughs> anyway. So dirty. So dirty. <laughs> no, he lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold up. First game, 1 o'clock. Um, you know, next game is 4.30. Okay, so just check it out. Yeah, it's gonna be different. This is gonna be different. The, I, you know, I think I think the better matchup though will be the. Uh, I think that the Rams, I think the Rams are more equipped to handle. Uh, I would more so love the Rams versus Kansas City, but I think that it's yeah, gonna be. Yeah, a lot be, of people do, but yeah, I, I think gonna it's be, gonna. I think it's gonna be end up being be Tom and Brady. Yeah, I think yeah, exactly. Saints I think it's gonna, it, you're exactly right. If I think anybody that, wants to say who they're rooting for yeah. for this game Sunday, call us up, 914-803-4306. Yeah. Wow, Tell us who you're rooting for for this Sunday's football game. Oh, yeah. That's it. All right. Well, that's Living for the City. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to head on out to the West Coast for the Hollywood Wrap-Up with Mr. Lowe. All right. Well, you know, hey, uh, just real quick, guys, we got to um, – I don't know if y'all into the Broadway too much and everything like that, but he, uh, we got a Broadway legend, man. Uh, Broadway legend, Carol Channing. Uh, 
she's now dead. Uh, we, uh, you know, ninety-seven years old. So you can't, you can't say that. Oh wow. She didn't live her life. I mean, ninety-seven years old. I, I would, man. I would love to 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 live to to that age, you know, at, at 97 years old. Yeah, I, I mean, God, you know, 97 years old is a is a. I mean, you're three years away from 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 triple digits, and, and that's a a beautiful thing. But um, Carol Channing, if you don't know, she was an actress and a singer. You know, um, she died on an early Tuesday. You know, at age 97, and she was in her home at uh, Rancho Mirage. Uh, it was in California, and um, you know, her longtime publicist B. Harlan uh, both confirmed the entertainer's death was from natural causes. So you know, you know, basically it wasn't like a setup or anything it like that. Yeah, it wasn't a setup. She wasn't, you know. I mean, things happen. Ninety-seven years old. Well, you know, uh, she lived her life, and whether you knew her as Dolly. Uh, Lorelli, Moozy, yeah. uh, or just Carol. We're here. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Hello, hey, I know a little bit about her, you know. Yeah, hello. You know, she was she was a one-of-a-kind talent, and she captivated any audience that uh, was put in front of her. Uh, her razor-sharp wit, her uh, voice, and her big, bright smile, you know, it became some of the trademarks of, uh, of her as a performer or who originated some of Broadway's most iconic roles throughout the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Uh, so, like I said, some some of the new, the new cats wouldn't know too much, but do your research and you'll understand. She was a big deal, and um, she continued to share her gifts in, on stage into her late 90s, all the way into her late 90s. Wow. All the way into her late 90s. Imagine, she was an iconic role back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, so that's 30 years past, and... She was in her late nineties. Doing her thing. Doing her thing. And, uh, but, I ain't mad at her. Yeah, uh, but you know. Well, salute her then. You know. Salute you. Yeah, <laughs> she's a legend and an icon. You know, one of one of the pioneers, uh, industry pioneer and everything like that. And uh, she was actually—I uh, don't know if y'all know—but she was actually the daughter of a prominent newspaper editor, George Shannon, and uh, and his wife uh, Adelaide Adelaide. And, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the fans uh, share tributes on their social media and things of that nature. But, yeah, 97 years old, lived a great life. Um, check her out. Uh, you know, this is definitely, Carol Channing was a, a legend and an icon, uh, also a pioneer uh, in, in the game. So, you know, uh, you don't want right. to take that lightly, you know. All right. Well, condolences to the uh, Channing family. Yeah. Okay, what else you got? Yeah, so, uh, and then, you know, other than that, uh, what else we got? We also got the, uh, whoa, what's this here? Oh, Travis Scott wouldn't play, uh-oh, Travis Scott wouldn't play Super Bowl halftime show without charitable commitment from the NFL. Oh! Oh, really? Hey, look, sometimes you got to clap back. Mm-hmm. When 50 Cent had his beef with Ja Rule, what he did? Clap back. Clap back. That's how you got to do it sometimes, you know, and everything like that. Uh, but we, we got to see if this is going to be a winnable winnable situation. Uh, Hollywood wrap-up, we'll just go ahead and uh, go through it. Travis Scott, he signed on to perform uh, to perform during a halftime show for the Super Bowl, uh, but only after uh, they, uh, they agreed to join him. 
Yeah, Travis Scott. He's a rapper, right? Well, yeah, he's a couple of he's a couple of things. He's a rapper, but he also has um some pull in like producing and things of that nature. Travis Scott is uh he's made a name for himself. And uh he's big time. He's big time when it comes to uh uh to the music industry. He's he's created uh pretty much a good name for himself and and uh but he would only sign a um a contract. Uh, after they, uh, the NFL agreed to join him and donate to a cause for social justice, you know, uh, so he 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 he's like, look, I'm not I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that, and look, unless you sign a contract and you say that you know you're gonna help me donate for social justice, I ain't doing it, you know. Uh, yeah, he was confirmed as a special guest, uh, set to join the Maroon Five, Maroon Five. Yeah, y'all know who that is, so I don't oh, have yeah, to. Yeah, that's Adam. Uh, yeah, uh, so they 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 they're gonna be at the halftime show. This is all for the uh, Super Bowl and everything like that. And uh, a source close to the negotiation is now confirmed that the billboard that Scott required uh, the NFL to make a joint donation to it, uh, an organization fighting for social justice in order for him to make a forward uh, to to move forward with this event. Uh, it looks like there there might be some agreeable. Uh, thing. Uh, they well, he got the NFL to to do something right in order for him he, to be he, on that ticket. He's a major. He's a major. Uh, he's a major player. Yeah, you know, but uh, the main thing behind that, I don't mean to cut you off, the fact that the Super Bowls in in Black Atlanta, Black Ass Atlanta, ah. okay, in Maroon Five cannot carry that that audience like that. I like that. Because the residuals of the see one thing about a Super Bowl ticket, see that's a brand new stadium. Just like if we wanted to go to a Super Bowl in, in New Orleans, you could because that stadium is so big in New Orleans that yeah. you can go up on the 600 level and hide out for, for $500. Uh. And black folks will be hiding out, hiding out on the top level, and they will have a big impact because they have Gladys Knight singing the uh, national anthem. Ah, see? But, uh, but they had to... Um, all I'm saying is the fact that Maroon Five will get booed off this stage because Maroon Five yeah, is not yeah, that not, popular. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not by themselves. But, but make it, well, let, let me say this here now. Neither is that rapper. Yeah, he's, he's popular to their audience. Yeah, yeah. But you know the audience. But you know, Maroon Five has their audience. And they got their audience. Yeah. He got his. But trying to appeal. In to my opinion, group. in my opinion, neither one of them are completely mainstream. Yeah. Okay. Mainstream is more of more popular names, Beyonce and all the other people that hold it down yeah, strong. You know what I mean? I'm not putting either one of them Dave group yeah. down, but you know, there's a lot of people that could have came in, like your boy, what's his name? Uh, that did the Super Bowl a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Could have mopped the floor up with all that. Yeah. Because he's got that stuff that everybody wants to hear. Yeah. You know. But 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 well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I, I got you. I got you. But long yeah. as the brothers see one thing, I think a lot of rappers need to take from Will Smith is try to when you do performance like that for millions of people, slow your lyrics down so people can understand what you're saying and listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Will, Smith, it makes a Will Smith was summertime. Wait, I, was, I was just about to say that summertime. They can still play summertime and people still enjoy that music. Yeah. Because here we are, dude. Uh, and, uh, huh? and that's about my town. Huh? You know, so hey, my flatulence where everybody go. Well, well, see, see, and also the other thing, though, to piggyback on what you were saying is that basically, a lot of times, a lot of people say what they want to say, but they don't, but they don't put their money behind it. One thing about Travis Scott, I, he's be, 
becoming big time and everything like that, but he yeah, also put his money good. behind. He was good on Saturday Night Live. But he put, he put five hundred. He put a five hundred thousand donation uh, in his partnership with the NFL. Five hundred thousand. Wow, big stuff. Five hundred thousand donation in his partnership with the NFL uh, to social justice and everything like that. And um, uh, found about Van Jones. I like him too. Uh, yeah, Van I like Jones. Van Jones. I like Van Jones. Van Jones. Shout out to Van Jones. Hey uh, man, holler at the pajama party, man. Cause sometimes, look, maybe one day you'll be on a pajama party, and we would love to have you. Uh, Absolutely. Speak your piece, Van Jones. I I respect you, and I think that yeah, you're, you're a good brother. Yeah, he's a good brother. He's a good brother, and uh, uh, he's fair. And you know, a lot of times he's in hostile environments where he can't. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, look, sometimes I'll be feeling like Van Jones. He want to say certain things, but you can't say it because you know you can't say it. Right. Because of why he knows he that'll be the last thing. Yeah, so you know, CNN you got to be. Yeah, so you know, Van Jones, but 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 I understand your struggle, and he goes to he goes in the trenches and, and everything like that. But um, uh, Jarvis Scott pretty much he he says, "quote I back anyone who takes a stand for what they believe in," uh, in his statement and everything like that. I know being an artist. That's in my power to inspire. I like that. That's, yeah. that, that's that, you know. Uh, but other than that, man, you know, pretty much, um, uh, Travis Scott doing a, a good thing for the community, good thing for uh, the NFL and everything like that. And uh, I like that. Uh, I like that. He's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And um, next, pretty much, uh, we have uh, Rihanna. Whoa, what's this here? What's Rihanna doing? Uh oh, uh oh, Rihanna. Files lawsuit against her father. Oh man! Over use of the Fenty name. You know what? what I did we, hear that. What do we got going on here? Yeah. Rihanna always seems to be in the news, but I just hate it when it's the bad things because yeah. Rihanna is such a good artist. I love her music. Yeah, she did. I love her music, and well, she's always and you know, you know, she's tagged to Chris Brown as far as that that other stuff. And everything like that. But now what we got is... Alright, this is something different. She's suing her father for allegedly violating her trademark by using her last name without her permission. You, now... Wait, isn't that his come, last name too? When have we come to the time <laughs> where your daughter can sue her father on using her last name? You need permission. Somebody. That was his last name for was her last name. That's what I'm asking. Somebody, hold up. <laughs> don't they have the same last name or do they not? I look, I look, I don't know how it all boils down, but that's your father. And you're telling me that he needs permission to use. Well, you know. He's a mega star, and if he was making money well, and doing deals. Well, here's the deal. First of all. If he didn't all, know about, that's illegal. First of all. But we had to find out whether or not the mother and father still together. Well, well, let me just tell you this. Her full, Rihanna, her full name, her her full name is Robin Rihanna Fenty. That's her full name. Okay. Who gives a shit about the word Fenty? And she claims, but she claims her father, Ronald Fenty, and his business partner, his business partner, Moses Jocktown Perkins, are misusing the Fenty name. For their own business endeavors. So now you're acting like. Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> that name don't belong. She's going to lose that loss. Oh. Are you kidding me? 
That ain't belong. Is it really just a name? Because, see, I thought I heard something about he was making deals or promises of her doing stuff and putting her name and stuff that she had not agreed to and didn't know anything about. Well, because Rihanna, she trademarked her name in 2014 uh, for her successful Fenty beauty line. So she 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 was putting things under the Fenty uh, line, uh, under the Fenty name to mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, trademark the name. As yeah, far but, as but this you is under you. But, but yeah, you but, came from right, Mr. Right. Fenty. Well, you actually came from the white man named Fenty who was a slave owner back in the oh, middle of the 1800s. His, her father's name was Ronald. How Ronald? Right. Look at that. I'm just saying. The Ronald Fenty. Our names was came uh, from, our, most of our names came from our white slave owners that we carried their names once we, once we broke away from slavery back in the late or middle 1800s. So, you know what I'm saying? That name don't belong to her modern day when was she born? Rihanna's born like maybe the year. How old is she? Like twenty something. Well, you know, well, see the whole thing. Just to, just to kind of go through it real quick. Basically, like the whole thing breaks down like this. Like, uh, the lawsuit. Uh, it alleges that Ronald Fenty, which is the you know the the, the father, uh, created a company called Fitty Entertainment. You know, and uh, in a fraudulent effort to solicit uh, millions of dollars from unsuspecting third parties in exchange for. False promise that they were authorized. I mean, they were authorized to act on Rihanna's behalf. Uh, so, so she's more so suing, more so be like, look, I didn't know it. You know, uh, you know, whatever. You know, and, and that Rihanna would perform at various locations throughout the world, and that she had either no knowledge of or things that she didn't agree to. And um, that's the part that I heard. Yeah, she so was putting out there, yeah, she's gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, she was. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, you know, he, like, no, I'm gonna have to. She's like, she's like, yeah, no. He, he's basically saying that they're uh, basically using me, like, like, I'll be here, I'll be there, and yeah. whatever the case may be. Which is well, she bought a big house for her mother, so therefore, I don't think dad's really involved. Yeah, and that's what they were saying. It's not it, like she bought a house with yeah. mom and dad. Yeah. She was saying that her attorney, her attorneys, pretty much was saying that Rihanna's company. Uh, Rihanna's companies have no affiliation with her. Father. Right, because as long as she's got an LLC behind it, it's it's, in, it's independent. Yeah. She says that her father and his co-defendants accepted a deal for her to perform 15 shows in in Latin America, you know, for $15 million. And she didn't know anything about that. As well as additional shows in the U.S. for another 400000 This is all without her permission, so... You know, I mean, you know, I get that. You know, that's, come on, that's, come on, man. She ain't got to show. Uh, all she got to do is just not show up. Yeah, so it's a lawsuit. It's a lawsuit going out and everything like that. And uh, but see, that does affect her brand. It does because people don't know that this is her dad making these deals. They just look at on oh, we company. had Rihanna book, yeah. and she didn't show, and then we lost all she the got money. She got the pretty name and all of that. I just don't like her trying to. Uh, Right, but I'm saying it affects her brand. Yeah. Because that's her name. Fendi, yeah. I didn't know Fendi was her name. I'm talking about Rihanna. I'm saying yeah, it affects her name. Her well, name is her brand. Fendi. Yeah, but she's talking about it ain't about a Rihanna, it's about the, the last name Fendi because when you do something under Fendi promotions or Fendi uh, Enterprises you know, Entertainment or whatever Enterprise or anything like that Like, So she's more so Or the fact they're like look You're doing all this stuff to make money On your 
personal brand, but you're putting me on the on the limb because now it's making me look bad because you're you know like no I get it so I, I get it I mean I understand that but you know that's right. that, that's a family issue something needs to be worked out you know something okay. needs to be worked out maybe it will be don't just give your father two million dollars so I'm gonna sit down somewhere <laughs> yeah well that yeah, well that too. might not be that the way answer. he can stop hustling so much yeah, that, that could work too uh, you know you don't hustle him because you ain't taking care of him. Yeah, you know. You're taking care of your mother. You bought her a new house. That was on TV. But your father was the one who shot that brown eye to hit the bull's eye to got oh, your boy. ass here. Okay, so they think about, oh, uh, yeah. hey, oh, on top of that? Oh, well, not on top of that. This is something different, but last night. God, man, I love them chicken and waffles, man. Uh, I was so mad when they uh, messed up that location that we had. In Maryland and everything like that, uh, but she's supposed to sing. Actually, uh, she's scheduled to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, or or maybe we're talking about it. Empress of Soul, man. Glad it's night. Midnight train. Midnight train to Georgia. Yep. Oh, that makes uh, sense since they're gonna be in Atlanta. Yeah, it. it uh, well, you know, what? I didn't even think about that. I didn't. I didn't even. Yeah, it makes Italian. sense. It makes sense. You know? They realize that black folk gonna show up and show out. You know, so if not in the state, in the state, and outside, and it's a. This is our hometown. This is our hometown, yeah. Atlanta. You know, seven-time granny woman. Uh, says she'll be proud of singing the anthem. Uh, pre-game tradition, of course. Uh, we all know uh, the, the anthem is big-time stuff uh, as far as at the Super Bowl and everything like that. And uh, mm-hmm. her quote: "I'm proud to use my vo- I'm, I'm proud to use my voice to unite and represent our country in my hometown of Atlanta." Uh, uh, the NFL recently announced their social, their new social platform. And inspired change, and basically, uh, she's saying, you know, I'm honored to be a part of this inaugural year. This is something big, big for her. And uh, in addition, uh, Maroon Five will be there. Uh, they'll be there to headline the halftime show, and uh, they'll be a part Whatever. of the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll be a, they'll be a part of the uh, tradition, tradition, and everything like that. And uh, Travis Scott might uh, is gonna be be there. Big Boy is gonna be there. Big boy. Yeah, you know, Atlanta guys, you know. Oh, yeah, all the dirty sound. Ah. All right, well, thank you. We're going to have to move on with the cocktail of the week and get ready to wrap this up. So, let's see. Uh, tonight, the cocktail of the week, and this is something just for the grown-ups. It's called a bourbon cough syrup for grown-ups. What? Yeah, uh, bourbon cough syrup for grown-ups. Let's see. Yeah, let's see what we got. Cocktail of the week, let's see what we got. All right, let me tell you about this one. The bourbon cough syrup for grown-ups, you need two ounces of bourbon. Uh, Maker's Mark is a good one to try. You need a half of a lemon. You're going to juice that half a lemon. And you can add between two to four ounces of water if you need to, but that's optional. And add a tablespoon of honey. So what you want to do is mix the bourbon, lemon juice, and if you're going to use water, add the water. Put all of that in a tumbler or mug and heat it in the microwave for 45 seconds. Or you could do it on the stove uh, in a pan. Then you want to take that and add the tablespoon of honey. Whisk to combine, like stir it around, mix, mix it up real good. Microwave it for another 45 seconds. And it's supposed to be good for your throat. And it says, science says that drinking in moderation up to two cocktails a day can boost the body's immune system. I don't know if that's been proven, but that's what they say. It said if you catch the dreaded flu... Uh, this tasty whiskey cocktail can make being sick a little more tolerable. 
So you can check this recipe out. It'll be posted on the Pajama Party website at apajamaparty.com. Click on the cocktail of the week. Okay, um, let's see the kissing list. Papa, can you tell the people about what is the kissing list? And I got some names already to put on there. Kissing list is people to show their ass over the last week or so. We'll put the emphasis on their ass. Okay. Well, I'm going to start it out with the uh, Toledo, uh, what's GM, General Motors? Toledo General Motors powertrain plant. It's got a bunch of racist stuff going on. Put them on the kissing list. Also, the referee in Chesapeake, Virginia, that was messing with the child about no weeds allowed. Uh, the officers involved in the Laquan McDonald cover-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, I got another one. A New York City Baptist minister uh, accused of raping his 14-year-old daughter for like years repeatedly. He's now been busted. I don't have his name, but he knows who he is. He's on the kissing list. He's free. Also, the doorbell licker, Robert Arayo, Arayo, the guy that licked the doorbell at somebody's house for three hours. I don't know what his issue is, but he's on the kissing list. We got Trump, of course. Uh, who else? Mitch McConnell? Anybody else? All of them. That whole, that whole shutdown scene. Okay, well, we got something just for them, and here it is. Kiss my entire ass. My ass. You can Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with um, Red Wine. Bonsoir. One more time. Francais. Yes. And Mr. Lowe is in the house. He just went and Mr. refreshed Lowe. the bar, but he'll be right back. Sitting in for kettle. We got Mr. Lowe. And shout out to Kettle and the family. Kettle and the family. See, it's time for the last word. What's your last word tonight, Pop? My word is um, prayers and blessings to the Grizzlies, Washington D.C. Hope that they're covered in their particular situation on all aspects, and everything has reached the uh, mellow point of uh, understanding. And everybody's unified in their own beliefs on everything that's presently happening. God bless you all. Very, very wonderful people. Hope everything works out in a positive way. 
And this is Red Wine, and my last word is, again, uh, our thoughts are with the family of the Worsleys. Uh, shout out especially to Mama Z. We love you. Hang on in there. And all the family that are supporting, we love you too. And we miss you guys, but we'll see you soon. And um, to all the employees of the federal government, uh, just try to stay strong. Do the best you can. Pull together, work together, support one another. Hopefully this situation will be resolved soon. Uh, and that's my last word. Oh, shout out to Mr. Wiggles and his mother. I told them we would shout them out. Uh, over to you, Mr. Lover. What's your last word? Man, you know, uh, man, he's just happy to be back, man. Uh, dealing with you guys and everything like that is an extreme pleasure. And um, best to everybody's families. You know, with everything going on, uh, with Christmas and the New Year's and uh, throughout everything, all we got to do is just stick together and uh, you got to dare to be great. You have to dare to be great. And uh, when you do that, great things happen. You know, so. Okay. You know, so, you know. Hey, I'm sorry, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, um, one of my one of my things that I let everybody know is that, uh, and, and whether you learn it now, learn it later, or you understand it now, or understand it later. Just because you have a pair of sandals, does not mean you can walk the beach. Understand that. And that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Lowe, for sitting in tonight, Kettle. Mr. Lowe is out. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for hanging with us tonight. And uh, don't forget to support our sponsors. Please support us. Be sure to check out uh, DC Homegrown and one of our new sponsors, Purple House Books. Check them out. Make sure you purchase a copy for your kids, a copy of their book, The Bling Bling Bird. Make sure you do that at purplehousebooks.com. And uh, I think that's about it. We'll be back next Friday night. Do it again. Be careful if you're out there in the weather. If the weather is bad where you are, be careful. Take your time. Drive slow. Be safe. Check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. We'll see you next Friday night. Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Mr. Love. Good night, everybody. Uh, y'all be safe, y'all. All right. See you next Friday night. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put